I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man, and get that cream, black man. We the original man. This is Iron Mike Stedman, and you're listening to Confessions of a Native Son, a black veteran's perspectives on race, culture, and business. Today, I want to talk about Black History Month and something that's got me, I don't know if it's right to say that it's got me triggered, but it's got me a little bit curious and I want to kind of think through this with you all. So I'll just go ahead and jump right into my confession. And my confession is that I am bothered when brands or companies or whoever else reaches out to me only for Black History Month. And I'll tell you why. So it was weird this this. For some reason, like a few weeks ago, maybe like two or three weeks ago, I just started getting hit up a lot about, you know, uh, teaching virtual boxing classes. And for those of you that have been that that know my kind of business background, I had a for profit arm uh, basically teaching corporate wellness uh, in the New York City metro area for like the last, you know, 2018 up until November of 2020 when I transitioned into podcast production. So, you know, I've uh, I stopped doing that. I haven't taught virtual boxing classes in a minute. But all of a sudden, I just started noticing like all these brands reaching out to me saying, hey, Mike, are you available to teach a boxing class during these dates? And at first I didn't like put two and two together, but then I also had some speaking engagements where people start to reach out and say, hey, Mike, we'd love for you to come, you know, speak to our company, et cetera. And it wasn't until like, probably like a week and a half ago that hit that it hit me. I'm like, damn, all these people are reaching out to me because it's Black History Month. And I feel some kind of way. And the reason being is, uh, I think it's one thing if I like have a touch point with you throughout like the year, but when I don't hear from you for like an entire year, and all of a sudden you reach out and it just so happens to coincide with Black History Month, like at the phase I am in my life now, it bothers me. And I'm wondering like, should it bother me? Because, you know, I was even thinking about like Veterans Day, right? You know, everybody knows Veterans Day is like the circuit. If you're a veteran-owned business, you know, places people call you up. They want you to come talk about service, and there's a lot of PR opportunities. And to be honest, even with my book, like Black Veteran Entrepreneur, I'm already thinking ahead of. I'm already thinking ahead about like um, how to leverage that to how to leverage like Veterans Day to get the most exposure, et cetera. But I don't know, man. I think uh, I think it bothers me that people only reach out to me for for Black History Month. And the reason being is because, like, I just feel like I have so much more value than that. Um, that's not, like, my whole worth, you know? And it's almost like I understand that it's, like, a moment in time where we want to, like, remember uh, the history of Black people in this country and our contribution to America. But at the same time, it's like I feel like, you know, like I said on the last podcast, like, I feel like I'm just a better entrepreneur these days. And to me, sometimes it can feel disingenuine if like a brand or somebody only reaches out to me just because I'm black. And I know that's like a slippery slope, right? Because, you know, in this post George Floyd era, uh, when everyone found out that we're all black and now there's this like racial uh, reckoning where we're trying to recognize black owned businesses and, you know, black founders and just everything that's black. Um, I don't know, man. I just felt comfortable uh, thinking through it. And it is one of those things that 
it I don't know if it necessarily just kind of like comes with the territory, but it, it is the slippery slope around race. Um, because, and I don't necessarily know if I want to judge people for it because I think a lot of these organizations, that's just kind of like what they've been prone to do. And so that's what they think. They're like, oh, it's Black History Month. We need to like put a black face up front. Or if it's, I'm sure it's the same thing if it's, um, I forgot the movement in the LGBTQ uh, community, you know, Pride Month, you know, and you start having activations around that. So maybe that's just kind of like what we do as a culture, especially like in corporate America and our like capitalistic society. But for me, I just, I, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm, I'm black 24 seven, you know, not just for a particular month. Right. And I feel like I talk black all year round. Um, but maybe there's this only this one window where people are, are genuinely curious to hear what you have to say. And then like on the entrepreneur side of the house, you're like, well, it's a great opportunity for exposure. You know, you go in here and you talk to these people, um, and you start, you know, sharing a little bit more about your background and what you do. And this could be a great opportunity to, you know, drive donations and awareness around my work with Ironbound Boxing and Ironbound Media. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, <laughs> Fuck y'all for only reaching out during Black History Month. Like, seriously, you know? And I want to shout out to all of you that listen to me and follow me and engage with me, like, all year long. Like, I really do appreciate that. I have done some talks, you know? And I just kind of felt like it was in my element, you know? It was in my, um, I don't know, man. It just, it just felt better, right? It just didn't feel like, I don't know, sometimes it can just feel kind of sleazy. But part of me doesn't want to be so... Um, like arrogant, I also want to have empathy, you know, because again, this is what people think, you know, that like, of course, it's Black History Month, let's reach out, let's invite people, et cetera. And I just felt like it was so, I knew I could talk about this on the podcast because part of me deep down wants to troll on LinkedIn and be like, why are y'all only reaching out to me on Black History Month? But, you know, again, it's a slippery slope because you also want to make sure you're not, um, I'm not trying to trigger other people, right? I'm not trying to put a thumb in people's eye. Um, unnecessarily, but that's just what I'm thinking about, man. And I want y'all to know, let me know, am I wrong? Should I not be feeling slightly triggered? Is that what comes when we try to, um, I don't know. Is that, some, is that like a byproduct of all the conversations that we've been having around a race is, you know, maybe certain times people do kind of try to put you in a box and it's like, what do we do to limit that box? Or, or, or push back. And I'll be honest with you. I'll give you another confession. Um, and it's, it's man, I, I love the fact that I process these things on here. So a few months back, right, I was at this Black Business Spotlight event for, um, for like, the New Jersey Devils. Um, they did a feature on Ironbound Boxing. They came, shot some video content, et cetera. And then they hired us at this, like, business event. I didn't say hire us. They invited us to this like business networking event at the Devil's Stadium. And so I end up showing up. And when I get there, I noticed that like, I'm like the only black person there when I first got there. All right. And so, you know, there's like all these other businesses there. And it's like, again, it's supposed to be like a networking event. There's banks there. There's all these different groups there. And I remember when I was like introducing myself, I didn't know how to necessarily introduce myself. I wanted to be like, I'm Mike Stedman, you know, Ironbound Boxing and Ironbound Media. But then I also was like, I'm part of the Black Business Spotlight uh, group. 
But I remember, and I'm being honest, y'all. I remember in the back of my mind being like, I don't want them to feel like that's the only reason I'm here is because they just wanted to highlight a black business. So it's like, I have no other credibility is why I'm here. And so I remember my hesitancy saying that. And I think I tried to beat around it. I think I was like, yeah, I'm a local entrepreneur in town. But I did feel like comfortable though, once the other uh, founders came, because there was a group of us of black business owners. And it was so dope because, you know, a lot of times when you move in a space where you're like one of one, it's not the same vibe. And then once I start seeing other black entrepreneurs come and it was probably like seven of us total, then it was a different experience and I felt a lot more comfortable. At the time, like being the only person in the room, though, you know, for me to come out and be like, oh, I'm part of the black business spotlight, it felt almost like, I don't know, man, like I was like, like show and tell or something. I don't know. Best way I can describe it. And there's nothing against the New Jersey Devils. I love them. They did a great job hosting us, definitely making us feel warm. I'm just expressing myself as like a black veteran and a black founder. So now going back to Black History Month, right? I learned a long time ago about the origins of Black History Month. And the reason we have it is because of Carter Godwin Woodson and the push for Negro History Week. And this was like in the early, you know, um, like 1900s. And until we start having like Negro History Week, right, people weren't really acknowledging the historical contributions of black Americans in this country. And so this was his way of trying to help black people in America take agency on our experience, you know, because, I mean, it is disingenuous when people are like, back in the day, oh, black people didn't have history before slavery. And that's like, that's where our history picks up. But like, there's so much more to us, right? Even our experience during slavery and our ability to articulate our history ourselves instead of other people putting history on us, talking about our lived experiences, et cetera. And so that is important. And I think about, you know, when I was younger, growing up in East Texas, going to Black History Bowls. And at the time, I didn't understand why we had like a Black History Bowl. It was just something that we did, right? It was part of church, right? I did, we had this thing called Congress over the summer. And every year at Congress, one of the competitions was like Black History Bowl. And like I've talked about in previous shows, right? That was my culture in the South, right? Trying its best to instill agency within me because I didn't know until I would get older how much black history was again taught in the classroom. And again, I didn't really start that deep, deep exploration about why that is until I ended up at the Naval Academy or at the Naval Academy prep school. And I just found myself in this environment again, where there weren't too many black people. And then you start to question why, 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 why? And then you start diving into books, which led me to James Baldwin, which led me to uh, Richard Wright and Booker T. Washington and W.B. Du Bois and led me down this rabbit hole of pursuing African-American studies, right? And so it's important. And Black History Month, right, does have its place because this is our time to kind of come together and really just acknowledge the contributions of black people. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we are aware that black people matter beyond the month of February. And that our contributions matter, you know, throughout the entire year. And that's why I always joke about, yo, America didn't realize we were all black until George Floyd died. Because before that, you know, a lot of 
more so right-leaning conservative people were like, oh, we're a colorless society. Race is nothing. It's all make-believe. And all of a sudden, George Floyd happens, and they're sitting in that corporate boardroom getting ready to make a statement about how they stand with black lives. And then they start looking around and like, sir, we don't, we don't have any black people here. It's like, now what do you do? You know? So it really did kind of put this mirror on America and it does make us start to be more self-aware. Now I got to do a whole podcast on the ghost of George Floyd and where we've kind of gone now, because I do think the talk on race and then all this awareness that black people got, you know, post George Floyd, led to um, some resentment. And I do think there is a lot of white resentment going on um, because now a certain group of people start to feel threatened and now they get to feel like their contributions are feeling, feeling their contributions are starting to get threatened. And so it's kind of turning into this, just this weird kind of mess, you know, where now people are scared to speak openly about uh, racial issues because of how they're going to be perceived. So what they do is they, talk about it behind closed doors, you know, um, and they, they're secretly pushing against, you know, all these DI initiatives and everything else. Um, and like I've said before, don't create no DI position for Mike Stedman. I'm telling you that right now. Like I, I would very much rather have a CEO position, CMO position, something along those lines, instead of starting to create these other positions, um, that still don't get to the root cause of the problem of, you know, why do we not have more responsibility in these companies? How can we add so much value to America, to capitalism, yet why are we not capturing that value in uh, C-suite roles or ventures, et cetera? Because everybody knows black culture sells. I was talking to somebody the other day that like a lot of these social media apps, they don't start popping until black people start getting on them. And you start seeing even the, the, the platforms like LinkedIn, they're starting to launch these creator programs because when black people get on social media, man, we start coming in force and they start activating it. And so again, it's like, man, we're creating so much value in the, in the entrepreneurial ecosystem and the capitalistic society, yet we don't own any of it or we own very little. And I want to help educate our people about how to do that. So you know, I just want to get on here and riff about that today. Tell me if I'm off. And again, I know I'm going down a rabbit hole because part of it is you can't fight for, I don't want to say you can't. Let me not use generalized terms. I am a black veteran entrepreneur, right? And that is a label I put on myself. Nobody else put that label on me. It's just somehow identify because again, right? Like I... I love my culture and I love my people and I don't necessarily want to be colorless, right? It's like a part of me. And I don't even know if being colorless truly benefits me as much as it benefits people that want to see us colorless. So they don't have to worry about it. Um, but like, I just, I can't not see it. Not in the environment I live in Newark or the spaces that I move in, you know, I'm, I'm just not privileged enough to see that, uh, per se yet. Now it doesn't mean I think about it all the time, but just like I acknowledge that like I'm a black male, I'm a black veteran. And I am writing a book called Black Veteran Entrepreneur meant to specifically serve a demographic uh, to empower the next generation of black veteran entrepreneurs. But at the same time, right, I think I'm a great entrepreneur. And again, I am hooking and jabbing seven days a week, 24 seven. I'm here. I've been here. It's not hard to get in touch with me and reach out to me, build a relationship, build some rapport. 
And I'm bothered if I only hear from you during Black History Month. And by you, I don't mean just you, the listeners. I'm talking about like the brands, the businesses, connections, et cetera. And I wonder if I'm triggered by it, if I bother, if I'm bothered by it, how many other black professionals, top of their class, whatever, they don't gotta be professionals. Just people that are good at what they do year round, how do they feel when they only get acknowledged during Black History Month? That's so those are my confessions for today. I know I came fast and furious, but let me know what your thoughts. Tell me if I'm off. Am I wrong? Should I not feel some kind of way? Am I thinking too much into it? You know, I want to hear from you. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Iron Mike Stedman on LinkedIn, or you can shoot me a text at 832-284-1045. For this episode, I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge our sponsor, Dope Coffee, a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry. We're not a coffee brand for black people. We're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation. Shout out to Mike Lloyd and the team at Dope Coffee. Head over to their website, www.realdope.coffee, and show them some love. I'd also like to acknowledge my organization, Ironbound Boxing, a nonprofit based in Newark, New Jersey, that provides free amateur boxing training, entrepreneur education, and employment opportunities to Newark youth and young adults. To support the cause, visit our website, ironboundboxing.org, and make a donation today. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't have feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase our dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man.